Is that because you diss the podcast? <laughs> I diss the podcast. I don't know. I don't know if it's that like people think, oh, no, she's just dull. Or they think, oh, she'll ruin it for everybody. I don't know. <laughs> for anyone that doesn't recognise that iconic voice, it's Elaine Malcolmson. <laughs> Comedian, writer, actor, style icon. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Do you style icon? Do you feel like a style icon? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, I feel since you advised me to wear that striped t-shirt, I feel my um, level of, I've gone from like zero to maybe like five out of ten on a style icon monitor. But you, you also wear like pretty cool trainers. Actually, yeah, there's a, there's a theme. I think you're the third guest that I've had on that wears Nike Air Max trainers. Right. Okay. That's good. I used to wear um, I used to wear PF flyers. Do you know those? They're a bit like Converse, but I think they're a wee bit more old school than Converse. I can't remember where I find them, but I just sort of became not like superstitiously attached to them but I started where I bought them in like five different colors and only wore them on stage and then <laughs> they've got like quite a thick sole and I caught my toe going onto stage at the comedy store oh god <laughs> <laughs> I didn't fall but I stumbled oh. uh, and then I didn't wear them since how did the gig actually go quite badly it was a funny women final oh god which i have regretted doing ever since i entered it but um it was it it wasn't for a northern irish person living in scotland <laughs> it's very london but that's not fair it was it was a a lot of talent in the final shall we say and me <laughs> um no right right here we go <laughs> Um, so in the final, it was Catherine Ryan, Sarah Pascoe, Pippa Evans, Rachel Fairburn, um, Sarah Campbell, who's like a really good writer. Um, so yeah, it was pretty, pretty high standard. And it was in London and everyone had pals. I didn't have any pals. I don't really understand that concept of like having pals. Well, <laughs> no, it's don't. a difficult one, isn't it? <laughs> I, and also pals that come to gigs. <laughs> That's not fair. If anyone's if anyone's <laughs> of friends that have come to gigs, I really appreciate it. And for a while, I, was, I didn't really want pals to come to gigs and I still kind of don't. But then when they do, I really appreciate it. So I'm a bit messed up by that. I just don't have many. I'm not one of those people that has loads. Do you know it's what I mean? quality, Amelia, over quantity. Quality That's over quantity. It's I'd... not chicken nuggets. <laughs> That's the only thing in life I feel you go for quantity over quality is chicken nuggets. That is such a hot take. I was not expecting you to come out with that <laughs> kind of observation about That's snacks. That's the real tea. It's 
the real tea. Did you do that? Because you, it's like my podcast, and I talk about snacks sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that's like nice. Snacks. Who doesn't like snacks? I'm not going to bring out any like smart observational humour to make you feel comfortable. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer to feel uncomfortable, so that's fine. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, so you had a like a rough time wearing one particular outfit, and then you just never wore those shoes again. On stage. Never wore the shoes again, and then went on to, yeah, our Max are pretty, pretty good, good colours, get good colours mm. in there, in their Max. So a bit expensive, but I tend to buy the ones you know that are, ex display, or slightly damaged, like myself. <laughs> <laughs> I relate to that. Yeah, I mean for a long time as well, I used to just wear a black shirt on stage that was my thing um and that was um why was that well i did viv g's stand-up course and towards the end i remember someone asking like oh what should you wear on stage and viv said um we want them to remember what you said rather than what you were wearing and i think i kind of became obsessed with it i don't think it's true necessarily now but I became obsessed with it just wore black shirts and I never wear I never really wear black um but also it's, it's making a decision before you go out doesn't it if you just wear one thing how long did you do that for years <laughs> really yeah oh my and then god I went through a phase <laughs> where I would wear like I bought cardigans and all colours, like had all colours of cardigans <laughs> and matched jewellery with the cardigans and that I guess became superstitious because people started to notice it. I also had this weird thing with the cardigans and I still do this sometimes. Do you know like speaking to people after gigs like sometimes it's all right but sometimes you don't want to, but you want to watch the rest of the gig and not be pestered. I have this theory that if you put on a jumper <laughs> or a cardigan, they don't recognise you. <laughs> I can't believe that. You genuinely believe that, don't you? Like you're like, that yeah. Is, has it? Did it work? Like what? I feel it works. I feel it works. Or maybe people just don't want to speak to me. But I'll <laughs> stick with the put on a cardigan theory. That's yeah. I've sort of um had done like a full costume change after a gig. Nobody wants to be wearing like a suit and piano tie just kicking about, you know. Except if I it goes know. well, I might keep it on. Yeah, <laughs> it suits it suits you so. Yeah. So why do you not want to speak to people? <laughs> sometimes it's oh you know sometimes it's absolutely fine I really don't mind speaking to people but do you know if you want to just hang around and watch the rest of the gig and not speak to anybody like just be an audience member yeah 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 so yeah I feel like I'm in disguise I really like so this is like a sort of what I've been thinking about a lot like I went to see a band on Saturday and I thought that I was just going to go and watch my friend's band, Sweaty Palms. I love them. They're like post-punk, kind of angsty vibes. A band that you want to go to see alone and have like escapism and just like headbang and like then leave. But I went and like some of the people I knew were there and they kept talking to me like before they were on and I just thought, this isn't the time. This is the time to escape. I think I've maybe come across as like quite a loner. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I revealed too much, you know what I mean? I've said I don't, I don't understand friends, and then like don't understand like... friends. I'd be like, nothing wrong with that. I think it's just like you, you know, you you've not got very much time to yourself, so you've got to like keep it to yourself. Yeah, there is something about gigging that is like a weird. It is socializing, but it also it's like so many different things at once. Like it's socialising, it's work, it's play, yeah, all in one. So it's quite draining, but it, like, kind exactly, of in a deceptively yeah. draining. Yeah, it's tiring, especially yeah. like if you're in the mood where you're like tired, and you just want to show up, do the gig, and leave. You still have to do a certain level of 
Yay! I'm here having a great time. Do you do do that? No. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen me do that? (laughs) I was thinking, like, I don't know if I've really... I don't know if I've really witnessed that that version of you, but maybe I've just not gigged with you enough, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I can't remember who it was years ago talking about it and um, the the advantage of doing kind of deadpan stuff (laughs) is that even if it's going badly, you don't have to look like you're enjoying it. You know, you just carry on. Whereas if you're quite high energy... And like, yay, comedy, if it's going badly, to keep that going is fucking hard. Yeah. So It's it's awkward yeah. because it's jarring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a jarring vibe. People can, can, fe- can see the pain in your eyes, <laughs> I think. It's brave. The sort of no, don't say that. It's the worst thing to say. It's brave. So you also do, like, breaking the news, right? Yeah. And I know before I even really knew you, I did notice that you would wear like a statement shirt on that show. Oh, a statement oh, shirt. Oh, I feel like a shirt with like a pattern on it. Yeah, 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 I guess so. I think that that's like moving away from wearing black shirts all the time. I suppose I moved on to patterned. I feel like I'm growing out of that again. I've kind of moved into knitwear. <laughs> Do you think that's like post-pandemic? You just want to feel comfortable and like yeah. comforted. And venues are very well ventilated, so it can be quite cold. <laughs> On a practical level, this, I don't know. Maybe is... I think I'm in I'm in flux <laughs> now because I feel I want to move away from. I don't know. I need yeah. I need stylist help. You're reminding me of this exhibition I went to see at the V&A called Cold War Modern that showed how the wow. Cold War had influenced design. And that's why right. the egg chair was invented because it made you feel safe. So it's like oh. almost like post-pandemic, you're like getting into cardigans. Yeah, cardigans and sweaters. I mean, I it's not what... quite as like edgy as the egg chair was maybe no, like back in no, the day. <laughs> Sim- it's, it's similar. Not. I think that was a good comparison. This podcast yeah. is very much for Guardian readers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I sense that. God bless them uh, and us. Um, yeah, I feel. I think recently, yes, I have been wearing statement sweaters. Uh, the first time I did. <laughs> the first time I did uh, Breaking the News and they decided that they weren't going to talk about the war in Ukraine but just mention it at the start of every episode that they weren't going to mention it and I felt it was a bit of a cop out because they could do it but anyway um, I wore a jumper with elephants on it like the elephant in the room Ooh. Yeah. nobody will notice that Anarchy. <laughs> Anarchy wearing a jumper with elephant. Yeah, that'll take Putin down. Me and my. Did you tell anybody that you were like making this stand? I think I told one person they were interested. That's funny. That's I mean, it's not funny, like the war is not funny, but just like your little secret, like. My secret. Your secret stand. statement, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have more I jumpers? Thought... Yeah, I've got like a gardening one. I think I've worn that on Breaking the News. Um, I've got a brilliant Christmas one. And why did I not? I think I wasn't close enough to Christmas last year when I was on. It says, um, Ulster says Noel. That's good. It's brilliant. It's, brilliant. it's a really cool wee guy from Belfast. Um, like an illustrator and he makes them as quick. I've actually got, do you know, I've got a t-shirt from him that I think I'll work, I'll, I'll work on the next Breaking News so you can stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the more statement pieces. You yeah. have to wait for like several months later for you to come on a podcast to like unpack yeah. the statement. Yeah, exactly. But I do feel I am in a state of, I need another I need another capsule stage wardrobe. <laughs> yeah.
Yes. And whether I maybe a color, I got like green. Maybe I'll move on to like green things and just wear green. I don't know. Would you ever wear like a co-ord? So like, you know, Carhartt and like Dickie's workwear, they do like these mm-hmm. really nice, like structured. It's like, is it, I'm not sure if it's denim. It's like workwear, you know? Yeah. So, and they do these structured, yeah, jackets. I feel like that would look so cool. If wow. you do a show, like yeah. a co-ord, like green yeah. Dickie's workwear. I feel like that would be such a vibe. Right. I'm gonna look into that. Glasgow Comedy Festival is the next like festival, so it know. is. I booked my date today. Did so, you? Oh my yeah. god! Are you allowed to like? It's time. Are you allowed to spill any? Let's spill some beans. Dates. Spill some dates. Some... <laughs> It'll probably change. They probably decided it won't because <laughs> I've not made them any money, and they'll go. Actually, no thanks. Um, Sunday, twenty sixth of March, five p.m. Do you know that's my Work birthday? That's my is birthday. It? <laughs> yeah. Um, that will be my work in progress solo show, and then Sunday the second of April, we'll do commissioned again. So that's do you know the theme yet? Yeah. This is just admin. No. <laughs> this, this is, is just admin. No. An admin I'll segment not... for the Patreons. I don't yeah. have Patreons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well maybe that's the next thing. You know that unboxing and everything. Maybe the next thing is just people sending out invoices. <laughs> Um, Sunday the 2nd of April that's commissioned and I'll not think about commissioned again until January so that's fine I thought you were going to say I won't think about it until the week before no I need to January usually but you'll do it yeah 100% yeah last time I think I was having a nervous breakdown oh that's exactly what we need for that show (laughs) it's part of the course you know yeah um so yeah, I'm excited like, for your Dickies workwear phase. What yeah, I was thinking is like, that. it's weird. Like, see, we're breaking the news. Like, obviously, mm. it's a radio show, and everyone says like, "Oh, it's radio," so you don't have to think about what you look like. But they film it, you know. Yeah, they. Well, they sort of film it. We we have done telly ones, and that's been weird. Like, I think I've done three or four telly ones a few years ago I think I just wore like because they give you lots of rules when you're going on something like that so wow. um it can't be like uh, black or it can't be white and it can't be like a repetitive pattern because it, it might fuck up the camera so it's I just went for like a plain color I think most of the time I can't, I can't honestly remember does it make you like when you're choosing like clothes for like certain gigs and certain projects are you thinking in your head, what are you thinking of in terms of like the outcome? Are you thinking, will this make me funnier? Will this p- make people like me? Will this make this go better? Like what are the sort of criteria in your head? And what is like, what is your head saying to you in that moment when you're choosing? None of those things really. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I'm, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, yeah, I don't think. I think I just want to wear something that's inconspicuous and doesn't require a lot of thinking. From so, you and from the audience, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I need, I think, another like capsule. Maybe I should like go full Steve Jobs and just wear like turtlenecks. Ooh. That's a good vibe, the turtleneck. Mm, but that gives yeah. quite an academic energy, doesn't it? I think I could do that. I mean, I don't I don't wear my glasses on stage, actually. I might have to start wearing my glasses on stage because I can't see, but I've um, been getting away with that. Um, maybe I need capsule wardrobe glasses. You just need to like do a full look now that goes with yeah. the glasses. <laughs> I have to say, I definitely enjoyed the black and white stripes during the fringe, and I think I'll I'll try and stockpile some stripes. Yeah. I just don't know. Sometimes I feel like if you're doing a weekend gig, t-shirts not the vibe, is it? You've got to make some sort of effort beyond a t-shirt yeah 
definitely it's so weird how you like learn stuff over time about that like I remember wearing like a white vest to do a weekend gig and like because I thought I just want to look cool I want to look like an yeah. edgy punk comic I'm a musical comedian it's like punk vibes but yeah like literally I feel like that was a few months ago I don't I just book, become a lot more aware of stuff now I'm like oh, yeah I would never I do that now yeah <laughs> like, I, I just think... would never do that in a million no. years you know I don't know, I think it's like, it shouldn't be a thing, because, like, how many people in the audience are actually going to go, oh my goodness, that's about cash for a Saturday, do you know, like, who's actually going to care? It's, it is such a, like... Saying that, though, I've done corporates that are formals, and I've like I've worn a dress because I, I wouldn't I'd feel uncomfortable wearing like jeans because everyone else is in that black tie and so did you feel like good like did you feel like you were able to just do the gig anyway yeah I didn't yeah I mean I suppose you have to be on their level in some way so mm-hmm. I'm now just like spiraling thinking about this vest <laughs> No, because no, I, I, no, I at the time I was like, is this a good decision? But I thought if my tattoos are out, it will mean that people won't fuck with me because I find weekend gets yeah. scary. But yeah. I do, now I would just literally wear piano tie and suit. But it's taken me like a year to come to that conclusion. And yeah. It's like trial and error. But honestly, it's like wild. The stuff I think, right, if I've got my tattoos out, people won't fuck with me. The stags and the hens yeah, won't yeah, fuck yeah. with me. But that it's like such, it's, do you know, like the mad thoughts. Do you ever just get right. mad comedy thoughts? Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, I've had that. I've had like, if I roll up my sleeves, <laughs> I look a bit ready for them. Do you know? <laughs> Did you, have you ever had that? Yeah, and I've done it. I probably still do it. Like <laughs> subconsciously think, right, let's fucking do this. <laughs> roll up the sleeves here we go and i i don't know and people when you've gone on stage people going fucking hell yeah (laughs) shut up now she means business i don't know but yeah i mean i honestly haven't thought that much about what we're on stage and thing but it it must matter because people make like an instant sort of decision on whether they like you or not even before you speak so Maybe I should. I think the stripes, the stripes are, I think, like, is quite an iconic look in general. Like, punk bands. And then there's, like, the whole French chic thing. Yeah. And then, yeah, I feel like it's just always going to be, like, a classy look and cool look. I'll tell you, I thought I had, actually... When I was doing this, when I was doing the stripes <laughs> a few weeks ago, and I thought, oh, what if someone else is wearing stripes? <laughs> like someone else on their lineup. So I took a spare, took a spare shirt, <laughs> just in case. Because I was like, well, if I go on first, I'll be fine. But I wouldn't do that to someone. Do you know, I would, I'll be like, oh, it's fine, I can, I can change. Like my clothes, not me. Um, <laughs> how fucking weird is that? Like, what? Uh, that wouldn't matter, do you know. I. It's just one of those things. It's like before doing something like a gig, because there's so much stuff that like you don't have control over. I don't think yeah. you kind of hold on tightly to the stuff that you can. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's probably what I was doing when I was matching my cardigans to my jewelry and stuff. <laughs> Was that kind of that was earlier in your career? So maybe yeah. you had more anxiety. Yeah, no, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. That's really not true. Yeah, I don't know. Is this really mad photo of me <laughs> after I did a St Patrick's Day gig on <laughs> a black shirt and a green cardigan? Like, and I've done it the whole way up, like, because I'm very drunk and uh, someone took a photo and put it on um what was that old photo site <laughs> like photo bucket or something <laughs> that 
That is a throwback. Like, that is a throwback. Yeah, that's how long ago it was. So it's me, like, <laughs> ah, really drunk, coming out of, I think, Maggie Mayer's after doing the St. Patrick's Day gig. And uh, someone put it in a football bucket. And promoters started to use it. Like, I think... <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, I think it's like my photo on Chortle. Like, I think it's that photo. My mom, I think my sister printed it out. My mom had it framed in the living room, this photo. And I couldn't, I was like, I look like I'm off my tits in that photo. Like, I'm just drunk, but I look like, me- like <laughs> really mental. I was, it was one of, it was just one of those, one of those nights. It was like this, this comedian called Janice Fair, who I don't think you know. But she was such a, such a laugh. Nights out were Howard Bullion. And then, um, because she used to do this bit, she had a giant knitted vagina. I can't even remember why. I think it must have been for a French show or something, but she used to bring it and do a bit and Index with her, which she'd come out of this giant knitted vagina. So it was out of the fire, so I was in a bit of a mess, and this photo just ended up everywhere <laughs> online. Oh no! Yeah, in my green cardigan, my black shirt. So, was that, so that was during the cardigan phase? That was during the cardigan phase. And now you've sort of gone from your knitwear phase into the stripes phase. Yeah, I think this is the stripes era. Does the Stripes era like represent something to you in terms of your career? I don't know. I'm kind of trying again. <laughs> like that sounds bad. Like I wasn't trying. I was, like I kind of stopped like gigging and like stuff for a long, not a long time, but maybe a year or two before lockdown. I just didn't really chase gigs. I still don't really chase gigs all. And then after lockdown, I was like. Oh. Maybe I'll just not anymore. And I thought, right, I'll give it to... So that was like October, November time last year. So nearly a year ago. And I thought, I'll give it to May and see if I'm gigging or I'm not gigging or whatever. Uh, I still am, so... Yeah. Is it, so is it the actual being on stage that you were like had become less enthusiastic about like what yeah maybe but also like the politics of it all and like who books who and just you know the just nonsense that surrounds it I just couldn't be bothered with it anymore and I thought oh I quite like just sitting in my room and writing jokes for other people but then I guess, like, monkey barrel's just been so nice recently. You know, it's just an easy... It's not an easy gig, but it's an easy environment, like, to show up, do a gig, like, you always know what's happening, like, there's always a running order, like, there's no fucking around. just makes it easy. A new look can be a good signifier of, like being in a good phase or being like right this is a new phase or like just yeah having that rebirth again I think as an artist and as a performer you kind of need that you just do because it's like it's I don't know like it can like inject a bunch of energy and it is quite a draining thing to do so you kind of need those little perks those little and those little I guess it's like punctuation between phases or um yeah, like, and I think, I never really realised at the time, but I think sometimes I don't, like, what's going on in my personal life does really affect where I'm at with comedy yeah. too, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and like, well, I always think it's, it they're does. not linked, but like, if I'm, I, I don't know, if I'm going through a tough time personally, then I'm not going to be as clear headed about comedy, so I'll make decisions that aren't as good, whereas like now I probably yeah. feel quite, I feel pretty level in my personal life for the first time in about I want to say <laughs> three years <laughs> and that sounds mental but I swear it doesn't sound mental to me 
I swear oh. to fuck. I feel yeah. like, and because of that, I'm like, right, I'm going to wear this suit and I'm going to wear it for this gig. And I don't know. It's so weird how I have that clarity now, but literally like, even at the start of the year, I just wasn't, I was not, I could not, I didn't have the headspace to think clearly about yeah. comedy. Cause I was just It's headspace, struggling. isn't it? Because you, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's literally the space in your head that has <laughs> space to think about these things. I, I love yeah. them though but you know in in these moments I always like try and hold on to them and feel like grateful and like just I'm like just remember this moment when you were in yeah. the groove because yeah. it, it will it will pass peaks and troughs Amelia peaks and troughs you need to have like the, the moments of, of feeling a bit cloudy it is cloudy isn't it that feeling it's just like a feeling of like cloudiness yeah. and like just yeah. not able to it's kind of, for me, it just feels like being stuck in a yeah, certain place yeah. creatively, you know, in person. Because your brain is de- dealing with so many other things, even mm-hmm. while you're not thinking of, mm-hmm. like thinking about them, that there's not space to, like, play, I guess, which is, yeah. like, being creative. I mean, sometimes being creative isn't play, it's just a drag, but, <laughs> you know, it, t- it still takes up brain power and you've not got unlimited brain power. Yeah. So... Do you know what's really funny? <laughs> I feel like I need to tell the podcast this. On like Listen the, in. On the first day of the Fringe, we were mm-hmm. at Monkey Barrel. And who's your friend? You know the oh. guy? <laughs> Niall. Niall. So yeah. I met this guy, Niall. Like, <laughs> and we, we spoke for ages. And he, I told him about my job, which is in pensions i can say it now i guess yeah um and i was just telling him that it was making me absolutely miserable and this guy i didn't know was just like leave your job (laughs) quit your job right now i mean he had examples like he did have case studies that he shared with you one of his case studies wasn't actually like the angle of it did not match my situation do you remember he was like (laughs) he said (laughs) <laughs> he said there was a guy I'm gonna tell it wrong do you remember the story that he said about yeah. the guy that used to carry he worked in the bread. in the bread factory and used to carry like bread like <laughs> 10 meters or something from one side of the factory to the other and he'd done it for like 50 years or something like that's probably not the right number and Niall because he worked in HR <laughs> thought he'd be a good fellow and get him early like so you could take early retirement is that yeah, the story that... yeah and the guy was like no i'll just he just kept being miserable didn't he yeah. oh no <laughs> or did he like i can't remember i can't remember I feel but like... it was it was like completely the wrong story because <laughs> it, it didn't just, match it did not, anything it didn't match anything <laughs> that we were talking about no. it was like the role of that story was stay miserable <laughs> do you know what i yes. mean like that yeah. i was like wait just, are you telling me to stay in my job that's making me miserable? And then yeah. he was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, right, well, thanks so much for your advice. But, that, but then he did say that you should leave. leave. And I did. I literally got back from the fringe. and Yeah. And I've pulled him up on this. I said, like, you're like, you, Amelia, it's your responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but he's fucked off. He's gone off in his camper van. He's in the side for Spain, right? Well, he's not to worry about... <laughs> Any so shit. Week, but no, he's gone. I was like, no, you can't. Got Amelia to look after. <laughs> That's probably why he left. Because yeah, he saw is. on social media or something that I posted that I was leaving my yeah. job. He's She's like, gone. right, get in the van. I, I, can't, I can't have Amelia on my conscious. But fundamentally, when people are giving you advice, you're always going to take the advice that you actually want, aren't you? Do you know what exactly. I mean? Like, So it's not like he was telling me something that I did. I didn't already know. No. I used to, when I quit my job, I had a, when I quit, when I quit my job? Yeah, when I quit, when I had a proper job and I quit it, um, I had this little Japanese doll and you spoke to it and it either nodded or shook its head. <laughs> You're actually coming across as really superstitious. Like, or like, I do am, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like kind of like the, the cardigans and the thing and yeah, then yeah. and then saying that you have this doll do you know what i mean yeah. it seems like you're putting a lot of power in things yeah but you know what it is 
is passing a buck because I don't like making decisions. Right. So oh. if something else, that's what it is. It's oh my like, God, that's really interesting. So you don't like making so, decisions. No, that's what the end. So if I'm always... <laughs> that's the end of the I'm pod. Where, that's <laughs> the end of the pod. Thanks for listening. Uh, no, because I, I, if I'm always wearing a black shirt, I don't have to make a decision about to, what to wear. But that is what Kevin that. Bridges wears. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So yes, I, and I'm not going to say he copied me. Yeah, but, he did. <laughs> no. Yeah, but it's it's not making it's about not making decisions, isn't it? And I actually there was another person in work wasn't sure if they wanted to leave, and I took the doll in one day for them. <laughs> trying to get this and I left as well. <laughs> Are you sure the common theme was not the doll? It was just that it was a shit job. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, it's definitely the doll. <laughs> You're like crying in the bathroom. It's definitely the doll. Yeah, I think I did. I tell you the story that night when I was in my job and it was really intense. And I went into the stationery cupboard to have a cry, and there was someone else already crying. <laughs> That's a good reason That's to leave your so job. Funny. I mean, it's yeah. funny because you're not there now. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time. funny guy he's just really funny but you guys had done the fringe together hadn't you yeah a long time ago we did a show <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely did the fringe like, <laughs> um so yeah we did a, a show called all kinds of everything it was a double act it was pretty good actually we decided we'd do a show all about northern ireland that didn't have anything about the troubles in it and nearly every review we got said, oh, it's a shame there was nothing about the troubles. Oh, fuck. <laughs> but it was daft, like, really daft. I played, like, with a couple of characters. Well, the main ones we did we called Hat and Hood because he had this big eye rack and wore the hood up and a hat. And the big thing was, was like, I thought that I was smart, but I wasn't, and he thought he was stupid but it was actually quite clever. So, like, I had joined the pony club and stuff, but I didn't have a pony. But I used to carry about this big bag of hay. It was... Uh, Why it was, have I not witnessed <laughs> this era of your work? Do you know what I mean? I've come in yeah. at this point where it's, like, you know, dry, yeah. wet, and, like... I'm, I want to mm. see the bag of hay stuff. The bag of hay stuff. Um, Do it if, had... if it if Chunks comes back. If, if get Niall to drive back from Spain resurrect hat and hood <laughs> just had all this stuff like of us standing at a bus stop oh we did a bit where <laughs> I was entering a, a competition like at a like an agricultural show <laughs> and I'd made George Best out of cheese oh my god and I had made George, it must be a photo of it somewhere, George and Best of Cheese. So we did that, and we also that had characters so where good. he played a giant. So we just had him in this really tight fit, and it was like a giant, and he'd go around, we went around building sites filming him, talking about, like, comparing the giant's <laughs> closet. And then <laughs> the catchphrase was... We'd get someone to go, you're not very tall for a child. And he'd go, I'm standing in a hole. That is great. <laughs> oh, my gotcha. God. Um, I played a potato fairy. There's footage somewhere of me, like, full, like, fairy outfit, skipping through fields in East Lothian, <laughs> throwing potatoes, because I was the bringer of the potatoes. It's pretty bad stuff for me, yeah. I was thinking, I was like, this just seems like good stuff. <laughs> but do you think you have to go through, like, phases but to get to the next thing? Do you know what I mean? So, like, where you are now is very different from that. But do you think you have to go through, like, stuff? Yeah. It's a very philosophical question. No, it is. And, like, I could quite easily go back to that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, like, parts of playing and things and stuff have been a wee bit, you know not like my stand-up like a wee bit quirky or whatever but you know I've done before 
Oh, here we go. Here's your history lesson from uh, Amelia. Uh, where before chunks? Coffee, because I'm actually really excited for story time. Here. Uh, story <laughs> time. Once upon a time, many years ago. Um, so before chunks, I don't even. I can't even think what what was in before, in between. But we used to do um, Stockholm syndrome, which was a bunch of us. It started off Davy Connor and Stephen Callahan. Neither of which are still in comedy, but they had like a development deal with the BBC. Like Davy was signed to Avalon and did like Avalon, like multi-act French stuff and things. And it was those who like co-hosted it, I was in it, Matt Winning was in it, Richard Gadd, James Kirk. And it was like, we did it for a few years. And um, it was mad. It was absolute madness and we put on a new show all the time um some characters came over because we have a suicide spot where people could do whatever they wanted for five minutes and it didn't matter but people ended up doing friend, full friend shows with the characters that came out of it wow um Stuart Lee headlined like one of the last ones we did we used to do it in capital which i can't remember what it's called now but it's a good venue just madness so it was live so it was all live but it was like linked with the bbc uh yeah so the bbc the development deal so i don't know the boys never got anything out of it but they did pay them to develop some bits of it but it never really happened and davy's a social worker now doing quite serious stuff um stephen moved down south richard gadd is Richard Gadd, Matt Winning is Matt Winning. The rest is. That is so cool. History. I love stories like that. Yeah, so we did like we did that, and then we did. There was this mad idea. If this is getting boring, just no. This is like pre chunks. Someone set set up. Like the ultimate sketch group, so we had Stockholm syndrome. We had this group. Um. Oh, I can't remember what they were called from like uh, Newcastle, Sunderland direction. Um, some people came up from London. Ashley's story was a. Um, and we did some shows and we did a full fringe run in the Scottish Brass Rubbing Centre. <laughs> Which sounds awful, but it was a big churchy, churchy space. But we did we did a couple of shows, and they were directed by uh, Annie Griffin, who uh, you might not know, she's quite an important director and writer. She wrote the Book Group, which was quite a cool sitcom. You should look up from late nineties, I think. So it was really cool to like work with her, but there was like so many of us, and. The idea was great, but it was just like, oh. <laughs> Plus, they put a bar, they got like a pub from Portobello to set up a bar outside the venue, and it was a free bar, and it was just <laughs> a mess, an absolute mess. We had this minibus that brought us back oh from Edinburgh to Glasgow. This, sounds men- this just sounds completely <laughs> mental, like free bar, minibus, like, do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like a school trip that- every day, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? That's fab. Yeah. That's fab though. Oh my god. It was Do you think comedy dance. is as like kind of I don't think comedy's like that now. It's, no, it's I don't just... think people take risks and things. And that was a risk and it probably if it like it was it wasn't gonna work. But like Gad <laughs> Gad got like his God love him, his his first couple of shows off the back of that and everybody else kind of fight <laughs> what they were doing. But it was just it was just mad. Like, there's so many people trying to do it. And we did this sketch, and I think everybody was in it. And it was Stephen Carlin, who I don't know if you know, he's like, he's he's a he's brilliant stand up, he's Scottish, but I think I think he lives down south. Anyway, he wrote a sketch about like soup of the day and being like controlled from like a central place. And someone went out and bought like 
30 like wooden spoons and they were just running about like, shouting different names of soup and that is so good stuff around it was shite most of it was shite the first show we did was brilliant that Annie Griffin like directed but she was like serious she told me once uh, to walk backwards but look like I wasn't walking backwards I don't know if this is for me it's really good so because you had that like creative freedom for so long is it like such a big contrast now because like you write for I don't know. Is the writing you do now? Would you consider it to be like a bit more serious than that? Yeah. <laughs> less, less kind of soup spoons and stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just I guess like as I said, no one's really taken risks anymore, and there isn't room to play. It. And there's loads of reasons for that because, like, we were all kind of students at the time, or like in between jobs or whatever or part-time jobs there's more time to do it but now because of where we live in you have to make money like you can't piss around there's there's nowhere like you can't like live in a rented flat quite cheap and like because like uh, Davy and Stephen like shared a flat and that's where we used to like go and write and stuff but that doesn't you can't really do that anymore like I don't think I can but I'm older and I have to be sensible and pay a mortgage and stuff but there's no there's no one like putting loads of people together and just doing madness it all has to be uh, something that they're pretty sure will work so it has to be like quite similar to something else that's worked but just a wee bit different or you know and that's why the fringe is well the fringe is a problem but it was a place and it, it still is a place where people can do what they want and do their own thing but it just costs so much to do it like can't can't take like a month and just piss about I say piss about like what you know people everybody was working on it like it wasn't just show up and just throw something together at the last minute it was work that went into it but there's like two things you made me think of. I need to try and remember them both. I have like quite a bad memory, but one of them is like the internet affecting that that level of play because it's like the, I feel like if you want to look silly in front of in a live performance space where it's just you and the audience and the other performers before the internet, that was so much more. <clears throat> that just felt so much more of a comfortable thing. Whereas like now, yeah. it like failure as a comedian. It, it's likely that people might capture that you know and there's it's like high stakes now and the second yeah, thing true. is that there are spaces like that at the fringe they're just there's not as many like people doing that it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah it's funny looks yeah but yeah what do you see so what's your plan this is my new thing where i try and be really professional what's okay. your plan for the next year like style wise comedy style wise. wise right style wise because i still only have one striped t-shirt so my plan will be to find more striped t-shirts that's my style plan that's a good plan. i'm gonna investigate the sort of uh utility workwear vibe i think that'd be so cool like are you would you actually try that yeah i think that would be so cool it'd be such a statement okay need to pick a color i'm gonna uh, that's my style plans keep looking out for any shoe plans or nike air max yeah keep looking out for heavily reduced air max i mean the first (laughs) The first Air Max I bought for on stage, I bought for telly. Um, <gasps> I do... love hearing about telly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. 
Um, telly shoes. I remember doing like Comedy shoes. Underground and there were people with shoe boxes, you know. Well, that was the and second I'd time. New, I'd bought yeah. new shoes, but I had. I think I'd worn them to the venue. That's a huge fuck up. I should have t- oh, kept them in the no. shoe box. I had my Telly shoes for Comedy Underground as well. It was the second time. <gasps> Wait, mine were um, Air Max, I think. I think mine were yeah, Air Max. Yeah, like my pink, my pink ones. Were, you, pink were they Air Max? Ones, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this podcast should just get Nike Air Max sponsorship because honestly, th- yeah. I was probably like, with so much chat but Some, they are the perfect someone shoot. must have an in with nike that you can get in five years i'll do this podcast for five years from my room in govern and then <laughs> get a nike sponsor and then go back bang go back what was your so sorry i interrupted you your shoes no. your tv shoes. oh yeah 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 so i've seen the blame game which is like a northern irish panel show goes out on radio on tv and um oh it was like the worst thing <laughs> because they decided they'd do it from my hometown I think they expected that people would come to see me and they didn't because that's kind of how Northern Ireland works they don't they don't want you to do well anyway that's, that's a Scottish thing as well by the way yeah yeah, yeah. It, so it's I, weird I think like America is like the opposite but I just think sometimes these places are if you try and look like you're trying to do well, sometimes it's like cringe. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Well, I bought my pink shoes. I was all ready and everything. And um, oh, I'm trying to keep this short. Um, <laughs> the week before, I have to say... Oh, <sighs> oh my God, what? what? Right, so... <laughs> Um, this is insane. In short, in short, my sister and I have very different different political views. Um, and my nephew work shadowed a DUP uh, MLA member of the assembly, and she put up a photo on Twitter the week the week before the blame game, um, with my nephew and another person that, that was work shadowing, with this horrific um, Israeli ambassador, and I kicked off. I was like to my sister, you need to get that photograph taken down because we don't know what he's going to do in the future. Like someone will screen grab that, someone screen grabbing DUP stuff all the time. Anyway, it didn't happen. And long story short, it turns out like my sister is friends with this DUP person. And so my sister put on her Facebook, oh, my little sister's going to do in the blame game. And I saw this DUP person like it on Facebook. I was just so angry and the whole thing, I was just angry about having to be like in my hometown and the base for the filming was the hotel that my mom had worked in for years. My oh God, there's too much going on too here. Much. So I just went on, the first thing came out of my mouth. It was a really funny joke. I can't remember the words of it, but I basically called the DUP a massive bunch of tits on BBC Northern <laughs> Ireland and it went out. And I'm pretty sure the right person saw it. So I was quite pleased by that. Rock and roll, baby. That's a little bit more explicit (laughs) than the elephant jumper. Yeah, straight in. Was that maybe like earlier in your career? Uh, No, that was maybe about four years ago. (laughs) (laughs) It was yesterday. It was yesterday, actually. It's going out tomorrow. Um, yeah, so that was it was a very difficult thing. You're punk rock, you know, <laughs> with the stripes and uh, I feel like you're... <laughs> I'm glad you think that. I I don't feel it, but maybe I'll I need to channel that. Get, maybe more. you should get some Doc Martens. I How did you... get some Doc Martens. What um, kind? Tell Chelsea, me. Chelsea Chelsea boot ones, like Ooh. cherry red Chelsea boots last year. And um, yeah, quite, quite into them. Oh yeah, I've worn them on stage. Worn them on stage at Belfast. Yeah. Cool. I so sold some. That. I sold some Chelsea boots on what? Depop when I didn't have any money. I went really psycho and just like I get really like mad and I just started selling Sell loads of stuff and it's like I've done that. it's crazy i'm like what are you doing you just sold these chelsea boots for like 20 quid like they are a yeah. staple that you should keep forever 
Yeah. I regret that a lot. And then I tried to sell Don't some think about it. low Doc Martens to somebody and I changed my mind and then they went met because I put I was like, well, these took me ages to break in, so it would be a waste, you know, yeah. the blisters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they replied, thanks for nothing. And then I just got really paranoid. <laughs> I was really, I really hate confrontation. Like that was confrontation to me. Like yeah. someone on Depop saying thanks for nothing. I was like, that's completely yeah, rattled me. I, could, I couldn't cope with that. That's rattled no. me. But I've done, I've sold a lot of stuff on eBay. When... What's like one thing you regret selling on eBay? I had, <laughs> I, I feel like that, I feel like these are quite cool. They were cool when I bought them around 1996. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sunglasses, clear framed Oakleys. Cool. You sold not, them? Not sporty ones, like the classic. And I sold them. You oh, sold I them? Where, like, were you going through like a period of... Yeah, no money. And yeah. Sold a load of stuff. I sold a, a like pair of Dickies dungarees that were like yeah. pinstripe and so cool. Mm. They are just the, they were so iconic. What is wrong with me? <laughs> like seriously, I just can't. Yeah, I was, it, it was uh, the buzz of selling stuff. I like yeah, like the buzz, yeah. and I knew that someone would buy them because they were yeah. like quite trendy at the time. Yeah. Oh, I feel it has to come around though. Like you find you you'll find something, you know you'll get it back go buy something else yeah and to be fair they maybe they reminded me of a certain time you know <laughs> there yeah. was probably something about them but yeah clothes clubber guns stuff clothes clubber i can't get enough no i think i'll wrap it up wrap it up with <laughs> I feel like I don't I'm... think you're supposed to say that on a podcast, are you? This, <laughs> yeah. this is over. So, this is the thing. Over. I've had enough now. This is over. <laughs> it's over. This is done now. We're really scraping the barrel now. <laughs> I love that. the sketch group stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's debrief the pod in the pod. I won't cut this out. So what went well? I think the uh... <laughs> <laughs> went well. I don't feel well I'll tell you, I don't feel I've used my best anecdotes. Okay, well, what um, have you not included? I don't know. <laughs> that what about when you were baking in lockdown? That was some good vibes. I did some baking this afternoon, actually. What did you make? Well, I've got some bread ready to go in the oven. That's not you. I take <laughs> back what I said about you being punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's mainly because I thought I don't have any bread for tomorrow and I can't be arsed walking to the shop. So I'm just gonna have leftovers takeaway from a dinner. That's so nice. Is that punk rock? No. You've lost your title as punk rock because you made. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Please leave a review, five star, because someone left a one. <laughs> someone left a one. Star. Uh, if I'd known you were looking for reviews, I would have done better. I would have tried harder. No, I just. I <laughs> got my best anecdotes out. It's because somebody left a one star review on Apple like what yeah so i'm trying to get my average up <laughs> it was you always do like, such a thing i don't I know just, i just don't understand that if you're listening to something you don't like it just stop listening to it people are dicks but yeah leave a review subscribe follow elaine on twitter so, and instagram do you have anything to promote yeah. your show 26th of march oh well we're doing the or oh, when are you putting this out uh, probably know. like in a week Never probably Christmas. in a week you're supposed to do five and then release them but what I've done is I've recorded them on the week right. and I've stressed myself out so this will be <laughs> this will be going out today no I'm joking it's, it's been streaming <laughs> no uh, no I don't really have anything I need to start doing Twitter more used to be quite good at that and then just kind of stopped um so I need to do that. I've got TikTok. I, t- I think I told you that I've got TikTok and then immediately <laughs> forgot the password. So there's like two things on it. And then I should probably get back in. I can't. I can't. Really Everything do. I post on TikTok, it just, it doesn't connect. People don't connect no. with it. I can't. See, that wouldn't actually bother me. Like, I just, I don't really do, don't really do videos. I don't Maybe should you're you're too cool for that anecdotes. i think i just think cool. sometimes people too are cool too, for too cool for content i think too cool for content
I think you've sort of done your you've done the potato sketch thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you've been done on that. TV. I've done enough. Do you know what I mean? I just I think done you've done enough. Just just stop. <laughs> just stop. Um but yeah, um. you can follow Elaine on Twitter and Instagram, not TikTok. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Retweet my stuff. <laughs> You're ending yeah. with being aloof, and I'm ending with being really needy. Like, please. No, a retweet. See, especially when you post something and you ask people to retweet it, and they just like it. It's so bad, isn't it? It's the worst is, feeling. Um, that is an offence. Like, no. So please retweet this podcast. Share it. Tell your friends. It's about. It's supposed to be about clothes, but this one is seventy-five percent about sketch comedy. <laughs> Oh, please just edit that out. I'm not going to edit it out. I really like that. <laughs> Do you know what happened? Some, like, I mean, no offence to them, but some university sketch group will contact me and <laughs> then give a lecture on sketches. <laughs> so that's something to look out for. <laughs> LA's got a future project. Clothes, clover, gum, stuff, clothes, clover, I can't get enough, no. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah. It's funny looks, yeah.